Before we get to episode 173, I'd like to ask for your support of the Keystone Chapter of the National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania. Go to supportkeystonechapter.org, scroll down, there's a text field there, it's got $50 in it, but you don't have to give $50 to make a difference. Put in any amount you like, really any amount. Any support you could give would be greatly appreciated. Again, that's supportkeystonechapter.org. Thank you so much for your help, I really do appreciate it. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there and welcome to episode 173 of the I Can't See You podcast. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials, including Racket. Have you tried it yet? Because I haven't other than signing up. But Look for me over there if you do go check it out. It's an iOS app. I believe that's it at this time. Again, I really do appreciate you joining me for this episode. And for a moment, I thought we were going to have a guest in the studio until he jumped up on the desk and grabbed an Evian bottle, an empty Evian bottle, (laughs) and wouldn't give it back up. And I spent the next 15 minutes chasing him around the living room (laughs) and kitchen. And so now he's, he's in his home, in his room. Some people call it a cage. Uh, Liz doesn't like when I call it that, but it's his crate, his cage, whatever. It's where he spends his nights, overnights. So sorry Ziggy couldn't be with us today. Not that he would make much of a noise unless I let him keep that Evian bottle and have him crunching on that, which would have made me nervous because he starts to get pieces off of it pretty quickly if I don't chase him around. So I do have one thing to talk about, and... (laughs) And before I get into it, I do want to mention this. I saw a headline last week, and I actually tweeted out the article. It was basically saying that the more you curse, the better you feel. (laughs) And uh, I evidently don't curse enough, (laughs) even though I think I curse plenty. And made me think that, hey, I really have never cursed on here, which I think is kind of funny because I I do swear quite often in real life. (laughs) So I will put a link to that article in the show notes. Again, I I should feel great as much as I curse, but I I don't think it's working for me. Or maybe maybe I'm just, maybe I've got to up my game. So I do have one thing, and and this this actually made me want to curse. In fact, I did curse when I first read the response. A few weeks ago, we had done an White Canes Connect episode on an event that's coming up. And at the end, after we released the episode, a couple days later, sometimes it's the next week. Now, this one I had actually forgotten. It was about a week after we dropped the episode. I send an email out to what's called the listserv and has, is what has made White Canes Connect right out of the gates on par with downloads with this podcast because there's a built-in audience with White Canes Connect. Everybody that's in the NFB of Pennsylvania can sign up for that list. In fact, anybody can sign up for that list, whether you're in Pennsylvania or Washington State, wherever. And it's a way for, especially once folks leave the state, to keep on top of what's going on uh, within the affiliate and what's going on in, in Pennsylvania in general. And so I'm composing this email, and the last thing I do after I proofread it several times, and when I say proofread it, have my computer read it to me, 
I then check my links. Now, I don't check the links to the different podcast places like Apple and Spotify because I, I've checked them and I'm just basically copying and pasting those in. I actually have a template where those are always there and I just switch out the first couple of paragraphs. So I'm checking a link to the event to make sure it works. And I go there. And I'm like, oh, you know what? While I'm here, maybe I can grab some information to add to the email that would make folks more likely to go and sign up for either buy a ticket or donate some money. And the event is a very cool event. And I, and I, I do hope they do well. But I was so furious after I looked at this page and after I sent a text message about it that it just turned me off completely for it. There were three typos. Now, initially, I only caught two, and one of the two that I caught, it just had, a spell check wouldn't have had it because the word was spelled correctly. It just needed to be pluralized because of the statement that it said, or the phrase that it was, I should say. And as I read it again, the next day, I'm like, wait a second, there's another typo. Well, after I read the first, the first typo, I thought, you know what, I'm going to text one of the people involved in this event so they can change it. And the response that I got from that text made me go crazy. Absolutely crazy. And I couldn't believe it. I immediately texted Lisa, who is the co-host of the show, and I said, do you believe this? And I sent her response. And I also told her to go to the page and take a look at the, at the, the writing there. Now, Lisa is great at writing articles, and she always sends them over to me to proofread them. Me and I, I know there's another one or two folks that I don't want to say puts another set of eyes on it because we're all blind and, you know, we're all basically listening to it. So when she saw the response, she couldn't believe it either. It's not like she thought that maybe it's a generational thing to not want to fix it. The response basically said, well, people will probably overlook that if they want to support us. And besides, it was written by a blind person and maybe they were using dictation. Well, dictation does a lot of things funny. One thing it doesn't do is spell things wrong. And like I said about the one phrase, yes, that may have been, if they had dictated it, that could have been an issue by not pluralizing that word. But the spelling errors, it doesn't spell things wrong. It will put a different word in but it won't spell things wrong. And she said, you know, since a blind person wrote it, people will understand. And that made me go crazy. Now, Liz was laying down at the moment when I got that, and I couldn't wait to tell her because I, I was just, I was, I was about to explode that somebody would leave something like that up when they knew. I understand if you don't know. If you don't know that there's a typo and, and this person didn't write it. Somebody else wrote it. Now that you know, though, fix it. When a pipe leaks and you know about it, you fix it. Maybe you don't know how to fix 
a leaky pipe. But the first thing you would do was put a bucket underneath. And then maybe go and try some of that tape that you can get at the hardware store. And by hardware store, I mean Lowe's or Home Depot. <laughs> because I know a lot of places don't have actual hardware stores anymore. But now that you know, fix it. That response to me was so completely unprofessional. And the writing now is so completely unprofessional on there. And again, it wasn't worded great to begin with. And whoever wrote it clearly wasn't a copywriter or an English major. Clearly. But that's okay. You can write something. You take out the typos and it's okay. You leave the typos in and did somebody in high school write it? Maybe. I hope first or second year in high school. I don't think you're allowed to use those other words like freshman and sophomore anymore. At least in college, I don't think you can. Maybe in high school you can. And she said, you could still send people to the page. And I said, I intend to send people to the page, but I think it would be better if you fixed it. And that was it. That was the end of the conversation. And again, I hope they do well at this event. It's coming up in a couple of weeks. But why, if you know that there's an error, I get it, everybody makes mistakes. I make mistakes, plenty of mistakes. Who knows when I finish recording this, if I edit it funny or it might sound a little funny. And I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but when you know that there's a problem, you've got to fix the problem. And... The other thing is, I don't care who wrote the piece. Blind, sighted, black, white, bald, hair down to their butts, whatever. It doesn't matter. When you tell me that it's okay because a blind person wrote it, that's perpetuating the low estimates of what sighted folks think of blind people. Oh, it's okay because if a blind guy wrote it, it's okay that he doesn't know how to spell. I mean, every computer comes with a spell check on it. Every one. And if you don't have that, get Grammarly. You can use it for free too. No one, at least in the few folks that I've talked to, no one has said, oh yeah, it's okay since a blind person wrote it. That's the exact opposite. You want it to be better because a blind person wrote it because everybody thinks blind people can't do a lot of things. Let's not add spelling to it. I'm terrible at spelling, but you know what? I have spell check on my computer and it fixes it when I ask it to. And I use Grammarly Pro because I know I'm not great at English, even though it's my mother tongue. So to say that it was fine because a blind person wrote it is pardon the pun, but being very short-sighted because you want people to believe that blind folks can do just about anything that anybody else can do, which is true. They can, and evidently they can also put up crappy writing samples on event pages, just like sighted people. You got to be different. 
you got to go that extra mile, no matter what it is. And especially because people don't expect much from blind folks, you've got to fix it now that you've typed it badly. And again, maybe, you know, maybe they got fingers like me that don't work all the time. I get it. Mine don't work all the time. And I type, again, there's plenty of typos and stuff there, but I go through it several times. I laughed at Jane once. She was sending an email out. I don't remember if it was a pitch or to a coworker. <laughs> she read it to me four times. She'd write a little bit, read it to me. How does this sound? Does it sound all right? And then she'd write a little more, read it to me. And I said to her, I said, Janie, why don't you, why don't you just highlight it and listen to it with your computer just because now, now she's using a PC now. I don't know that you can do that with a PC, but at the time she was using a Mac and it's called text to speech. Anybody can do it. You can have site. You don't need to have site. Highlight the paragraph, highlight the whole article. For example, I always write bullet points down on what I want to talk about in an episode. I can't see it today. No matter what I do, I can't see it. So, and I don't have voiceover turned on on my computer because I had shut it off to do the podcast. And I said, you know what? Let me just go through this one more time just to make sure I hit all the points. And I highlighted the whole thing. I, you know, just click somewhere in the body of the, the page. And... I did a command A to highlight everything. And then I did command D. And again, that's on a Mac. I don't know that if command D, I don't remember if that's what I set or if that's out of the box set for text to speech. It may be different on your machine. Just look up text to speech and you'll find it. And you could always change it if you go into, I guess it's in the settings and preferences. And you could listen to it. And sometimes, when you do it that way, it sounds different. For example, when I do text-to-speech and I type the word N-I-C-E, it sounds like it's talking about the city in France instead of nice. And it says some things differently than voiceover does. And same thing when I read, if Lisa needs me to look over an article quickly before I can get down to my computer and I listen to it on my phone, sometimes it sounds a little different and I like to make sure I go through it on my computer before I give her you know, any corrections or anything like that. And it's, it's kind of funny because when Jane was in school, when she was in college, not so much in high school, I don't think, but when she was in college, she would send me all of her papers. And some of them were fairly long, 1,500 words. I don't think there was anything longer than that. And I would go through them. I would go paragraph by paragraph, and I'd have an email open. And when I found an issue, I would say, this sounds a little weird, or there's a typo, or there's a this, or there's a that. And the same thing I, I do with uh, Lisa. And sometimes some of the things that I find in Lisa's stuff, she might be waiting for clarification on a number. If she's doing an article about somebody working X number of years, she might have just XX where it says the years. She said, you know, might say, Joe worked at so-and-so place for XX years. And I'll just remind her that that's there. She knows it's there, but I just want to remind her. And again, one thing about the NFB and why I like it 
is because of the independence that's touted. The way that they advocate for blind folks. And one of those things with the independence is why would you wait for someone else to correct it? Again, everybody makes mistakes typing. Maybe you hit send too quickly before you finish doing the uh, proofread of it, whatever. You now know that there's an error. Somebody's caught it and collected it. And by the way, <laughs> if I'm on your website and I see an error, I will email you about it if there's an email link. I will not usually tweet at you if there's a Twitter handle about the author of the article. One exception, over the summer, there was an article by, by a girl that writes for Reuters. And there was a typo in it. It wasn't a typo. It was, a, it was supposed to be a different state. And I couldn't find any other contact information. And I thought, man, this sounds crazy. I got to I gotta let her know. And so I tweeted at her. But I used her handle first, so it might not come up in my main feed or, or hers. And I said, you know, you have this problem with this one word here. And she got back to me within an hour or two. We were actually out on a walk with Ziggy at the time, saying, thanking me. And thanking me for saying it that way, the way I did politely and kindly, <laughs> as opposed to somebody else who had also messaged her about it and asking her if she was stupid and basically berating her for the error. You got to give people a chance to, <laughs> to fix it first. And so if I do spot an, er an error or a typo, I will let the person know. If it's a, if I'm, listen, if I'm on a, an affiliate website and somebody's writing an article about the 10 best beachfront towns to live in in the southeastern U.S. and there's a typo, I probably won't email because I know that this is a, a content site or a, or a affiliate site. But if I'm on, I, I sometimes go to 6abc.com, which is in Philadelphia, it's the local ABC affiliate they actually have a button, report a typo, because they want to know, because they don't want to look dumb, because people trust them for their news. And if you have a typo or something that's wrong, they want to know about it so they can fix it. And I would hope that if there is a typo in something that I've written, somebody would let me know. And, you know, you want to berate me for it, that's fine, but let me know whatever. It's okay. I can take it. I mean, I might have a podcast about it later, but <laughs> I was talking about the equipment in here uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I don't know how it sounds. I, I actually switched something up, and I meant to talk about it last week. And again, let me know how I sound. I've changed the way that I am sending juice to the unit. I was plugged into a UPS, and now I'm plugged in through my computer. The input on the PodTrack P4 is a USB-C, I believe, and then the other end is just a regular USB, I think that's USB-A. Um, 
so I was plugged in, like I said, to the U- UPS with maybe an old, what do they call those things? The bricks, basically it's a USB on one side and a plug on the other side that you can plug into any outlet. So I thought before I plug it into the wall, maybe I'll try the computer first. And, and Brian Fischler gave me that idea to try the computer first before the wall. So let me know how it sounds. I do have another microphone and I may try that in a week or so. Now I'm recording this directly on the P4 as opposed to through the computer, because I got to be honest with you, when I was going into the computer, the hum was so bad when I was, and I was getting not feedback, but I was getting almost hearing it, hearing myself twice. Now I don't want to say a reverb or an echo, but it was, it wasn't as nice sounding as I sound just now using the microphone and using the headphone jack on the P4. I was using the headphone jack on the P4 before, but it was, I was basically getting the audio that was coming out of the computer. So I was going through the P4 into the computer, then back out of the computer and then here. So let me know how I sound. I would appreciate that. The one thing recording into the P4 that I don't like at all. I have no idea what my runtime is now. I don't know if I'm at half an hour. I don't know if I'm at 10 minutes. I have no track of time. I don't have any clocks in this room, so I don't know. So that might be something to make a note of in the future to find out what time I'm starting. So at least I can have a general idea. But again, I don't know how I would do it because I don't want to ask the G lady what the current time is, which is the way I usually find out what time it is here in Studio B. Upstairs, I usually ask the A lady. One more thing before we go. I just wanted to mention this. Episode 27 of White Canes Connect is going to be coming out in the next day or two. And it has been a long edit, but it is an incredible story. When you hear this story, you would think you're listening to somebody that is talking about a movie. This guy named Jimmy became blind back in 2010, and he started a custom cane company where you can basically pimp out your cane. And if you go to his, and I'll put, I'll put a link to his website for the canes uh, in the show notes here. It's customcane.com, and custom is spelled with a K. They, it is unreal how cool they are. But that's not even the reason we had him on. We had him on because he also started a nonprofit called You Cane Give. And they collect used canes because everybody always wants a new one when a new one comes out or the elastic in their foldable canes is going bad. That's like a bungee cord or whatever. You know, when that starts to wear down. And so they send them to him. And he takes them, refurbishes them, and then sends them to, uh, up to this time, 20 different countries, including the U.S., places here in the U.S. where canes are needed. Um, But he was talking mainly about the first, one of the first places that he went to actually bring some, that was in Kenya. And it's just an incredible story. That's not the incredible part of the story, though. The incredible part of the story is how he went blind. And... I'm telling you, it sounds like you would be watching this on TV or on the big screen. And it's just a crazy story. 
with police and bullets and all sorts of stuff. Again, that's White Cane's episode 27. And that should drop in another day or so. Today, if I really get the let out, pardon the pun. If you listen, you'll know what I mean. But that is all I have for you today on this episode of I Can't See You. And I really do appreciate you listening. Again, show notes will be at icantseeyou.com slash 173. Again, icantseeyou.com slash 173. Remember, I can't see you sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U.com slash 173. As always, I would appreciate it if you rated and reviewed the podcast wherever you're listening, Apple, Spotify, Audible, wherever you can, I'd appreciate that greatly. And that would only help us grow. And again, if you have questions, comments, show ideas, reach out. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com or better yet, leave a message. Area code 646-926-6350. Again, 646-926-6350. You've got up to three minutes. Give me your question, your comment, your tip, your rant, whatever it is. Just keep it under three minutes. Please leave your name in town. If you do leave a message, I'd really appreciate that. And uh, I'd like to hear from you. And some people have asked, why do I have area code 646? <laughs> That's a New York area code. And I originally set it up before I was doing the podcast. I thought I was going to be doing a site called Tri-State Beauty. And I wanted to put I wanted to have, if I put a phone number on that, because I wanted Tri-State not to be like the Tri-State area in Pennsylvania, which people know is Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware. I wanted it to be Tri-State as in New York, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut. And I thought if it had a New York phone number, that would be better. So instead of getting another Google Voice number, I figured, you know what, I'm not, I never did that TriStateBeauty.com. So let's use that phone number. And that is why I have the 646 number, just in case you were wondering. (laughs) And I just didn't want to switch it when I had it. I didn't want to put that to bed because I thought maybe one day I would still use it. But again, I haven't, and I'm using it for this now, and uh, it's fine. It's the way folks are today with your mobile device, it takes you, you take it all over the country. If you were to move from the area code where you originally got it, to another state, you'd still have that same phone number. I have a friend, Ken, who lives in New Orleans. He still has a 484 mobile number because that's the one he has. And that it's great that you can keep that with you. But again, I do appreciate you listening to episode 173 of the I Can't See You podcast. Please stay safe, be well, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.